You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters-Vissard, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, as they say. This is A to the N to the G. You're on the show, Your Credit Today, and I have welcomed back my famous guest, Angèle Cade from Executive On The Go. But before we get to her, I wanted to give everyone a little bit of encouragement from this voice here, A to the N to the G. Friends, it's times like this that I find myself or maybe you find yourself reevaluating many things in life. We're finding time to talk to people that we haven't spoken to in years or decades. I tell you, I had a family reunion with Germany, Israel, England, some people in Hong Kong. My mom put the whole thing together and it was absolutely amazing to connect with these people. Some of them I haven't even seen since I was 12 years old. We catch ourselves thinking about ways we can give back or help out. And that, my friends, is what America was founded on. And we should all be giving. So I thought it was a good idea to talk about some ways to give right now. Many different nonprofit groups have millions of seniors that need food and their medications that they can't go out and get on their own. So check with your nearest church groups, synagogues, or city groups that have lists of elderlies that need assistance. And sometimes it's really simple. And if you can't go out and get it for them and bring it to them, you can donate it to these groups and they'll get it to them. Also, the Los Angeles Food Bank, you can make a donation right on their website and they're supporting millions of locals right now while schools are out and kids that normally eat at school have no food right now. This just kills me to know that this is going on. But I also have peace that there are many different um, religious groups out there or just groups in general that are giving to this need. And one of them happens to be the Los Angeles Food Bank. And I would encourage you to give to them as they have a huge need right now. And let's talk about our first responders and hospitals. You know, send them gift cards, buy them food, send flowers, make a sign or a letter, send them a card, make a sign with your kids telling them how much you appreciate them. Now more than ever, All of these things are put into perspective, right? Life is tough and these people, I want to say, are tougher and they need our support right now. You can even go onto the hospital's website and find out different doctors or nurses or staff people and write them a letter directly to them. I would encourage you to do this right now more than ever. They're so stressed out and they need our support. So moving right along to our guests, what do you do when you want to start a business, a nonprofit or an LLC to shelter assets? Well, I've told you before, I've told you in past shows, and I'm going to tell you again to go tell your mama that they need to call Angel Cade, the expert. Executive on the go quotes, we understand what it's like to be your own boss because we have many business ventures and passion projects. Since 2002, we've helped over 15,000 entrepreneurs start their business right away the first time. We know there's room for everyone who wants to open and run their own successful business. Our experts take great care of each business we set up. We guide entrepreneurs from initial business concept to official papers in hand so you can be prepared and empowered for being a business owner. Friends and family out there, all of you over the waves, please 
put your hands together for Angel Cade. With over 18 years of experience in helping entrepreneurs, nonprofits, and all around everyday businesses with her wisdom, background, and expertise, there's no job too big or too small for this lady. She's what I call a superwoman, super mom, super wife, and a super friend. Welcome, Angel. Wow. With an introduction like that, <laughs> all I can say is ditto. All I can say is it is quite reciprocal. Um, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you again, um, I, although a little distant than before. Yes, I know. Um, but, um, but nonetheless, we set up our home studios and we go for it, right? That's right. We got to do what it takes. <laughs> always, always. Yeah. So listen, Angel, I have a couple of questions for you that I'd like to start off with, if that's okay with you. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, I want to say that one thing that I know about you is that you are an inspiration to so many people, including myself. Um, can you take a moment and inspire our audience with something you've been actually thinking about as this time is has come and, and we're dealing with this certain situation? You know, I would have to say there's there's been a couple of things that have been at the forefront of my mind as we're navigating this season, especially for entrepreneurs, business owners, and those of you that have been teetering on the edge of what it means to take the risk to invest in yourself. You know, there's a lot of people that have found themselves really, uh, you know, dependent on what type of aid was going to come through the pipeline from uh, the government, from agents from grants, from, uh, you know what I mean, different people that are in place to really try to help bridge, uh, you know, what's going on just economically across the different industries of business. But I, I want to encourage people that are in uh, on that bridge and in the struggle for what it means to uh, stay relevant, what it means to be innovative, what it means to, uh, you know, have to be inspired around the creativity of what you're going to uh, do in your business, how you're your business is going to occur and what will uh, become our new normal on mm. the other side. What I want you to do is I really want you to trust yourself in this process. You have innovation, you have ideas, you have ambitions, you have solutions in this space of problem and stress and chaos as we navigate homeschool, uh, work home and all the other yeah. things that aren't necessarily meant to be together all the time. Um, as, but as we navigate it, just know that you are the source of what can be the solution for someone else. You want to be in the business of solving some problems. Mm, you want to yes. be in the business of solving someone's problems. People have problems right now and your business should be serving them. And across every industry, that is so possible. Yes, I, I want is. you I want you to be open to the creativity that's stimulated in this space. Give yourself the room. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself a pause to begin to write and create and develop and, 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 and just trust yourself in this process. A lot of us are 
leaning in, in ways that we haven't before and just be open to making yourself vulnerable. Sometimes you do have to get online. Sometimes you do, you know, have to go live. Sometimes you do have to have a conversation. You, you will have to invest in some ads. You will have to create some buzz or some, or some traffic. You will have to, you know, I mean, just get out there and trust yourself in this process. In it is going to be a great solution. And in it also is your wealth. The wealth that you've always wanted, you have been the source of it all the time. This might very well be the thing that you need to push you into the space where you have to count on yourself, like unlike before, so that it can be developed. So trust yourself in this process, because I'm sure you have the answer to someone's problem. Uh, can we just give a like round of applause, drum roll, the whole nine yards. That was just like, you know, drop the mic st type stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much for your wisdom. <laughs> you know, I just see you, for those of you that don't know about Angel, she is an inspirational speaker, preacher, uh, I mean, this woman is incredible. Um, she can get up on the stage and you give her a topic and she will just break it down like a shotgun. So thank you, Angel. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, thank you. You, you make it, you make it so easy. And, and, and I just love being with you because your energy just really provokes, um, you know, the type of, um, creativity and reciprocal, uh, inspiration that's needed in this time. I think what you're doing, um, for your clients, for your audience, for your network, even for your fans is amazing. The fact that you've been putting yourself out, continuing the conversation, serving people the way that you are, this, you, you have a key to what so many people need. And I'm sure what so many people wish they were prepared for ahead of time. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so I have another question. In the number of years that you've helped people start businesses, what would you say is the common denominator? I would say uh, the common denominator uh, with people that uh, start businesses is either it's one of two things. Either they're starting it with um, a, they're starting it. Sometimes they're starting it in fear. You know, they're not sure it's it's they're unsure about the terrain. They're not sure if they can make it. They're worried about the statistics of people that fail. So they're constantly kind of faced with this, uh, you know, kind of failure, uh, you know, that's kind of daunting in the shadows of them maneuvering through the business. If they get to my office, if they sit at the desk, they've, they've made enough of a decision to uh, have the conversation and move forward. But sometimes at the beginning of starting a business, I find myself kind of struggling with, um, with that fear shadow that they bring in with them uh, to be able to uh, engage or believe in the success. Um, a lot of times uh, the common denominator on the other side is that uh, people um, have a lot of myths that they're carrying in, into their business. Mm. You know, you, when you see business from afar off, you look at it and you look at someone in, in business and you're like, oh my gosh, they've got so much freedom. Oh my gosh, they've got so much, you know what I mean? They have so many resources. They have so much, uh, they have so many options. They have so much money. They have so much access. And those things come with work. So I would say a common denominator upfront with people who start businesses is that, you know, a lot of times we have to spend, uh, we have to sit in the work a bit to kind of dispel some of the myths. When you look at it, you, you, you tend to see kind of the sexy aspect of business. You're looking at it like, Ooh, real estate development. Ooh, new office. Ooh. Okay. And right. then the other side, <laughs> and yeah. we know, right. And we know what sits on the other side of that. 
Right. Mm -hmm. So what sits on the other side of that is, you know, how are we going to get payroll? You know, what do you mean it needs to be a 10 year lease? What do you, you know, a seven year lease? Uh, uh, you know, I mean, how much am I giving or how much improvement needs to be done? Or you're not going to give there's constant negotiation. There's constant, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, there's there's this there's this tug and this tug and war that, that's going on that that you just have to kind of settle with that. You know what? This is going to be work. This is going to be a process. This is going to be an investment. This is going to be me exchanging this one boss that I exchanged time for, for me to actually get to the other side where I'm not being paid for time, but I'm being paid for wisdom. I'm being paid for outcome. I'm being paid for results. So the struggle to get there is, is what's real because a lot of people start a business, but what they really do is start a job for themselves. Uh, yeah. And boy, oh boy. A lot. See, that's one of the things that I always say too, is that um, I, I, I don't want to say use any words other than I dislike the fact that everybody thinks that they can be an entrepreneur. It is it is not for the faint of heart. Would you agree? Oh my gosh, yes, a thousand times over. I mean, how many times do you you have there's a cycle in business. There's lows, there's highs, there's there's sacrifices. I mean, how many, you know, how many things have you, you know, uh, you know, maybe missed or not been able to go to or work oh, yeah. to come, you know. I mean, and and everybody isn't willing to pay that price. And it's well, how not much money have turning. you lost? I mean, you know, Oh it, yeah. And I say that in the most beautiful way, but at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, when you have to think about the whole business as it, you know, flows, you got to worry about the internet, you got to worry about this, that insurance, blah, blah, blah. It's like people think, oh, I'm just going to open the doors and everything is going to be honky dory. And I, mm -hmm. and I, I love the fact that you agree with me because, you know, it pains me sometimes when I see someone that doesn't, it's not that they are not a gifted person. We can be gifted to help other people and we can grow and be prosperous when we're working on teams with people. You know, you don't always have to be a leader to lead in your life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that is really a misconception is that, you know, people have a certain muscle and they mistake it for entrepreneurism or they mistake it for owning a business when in reality, maybe maybe you don't own a business, maybe you own a franchise, maybe you don't own a franchise, but you uh, have a work that you do as a contractor and you license something. Maybe you develop ideas and your, um, you know, and your gift is developing the idea and selling it. I mean, there are serial entrepreneurs that are in and out because when they're in it too long, they get frustrated and bored. You just have to know yourself yes. when you start to engage in this world in business and business shows up in different ways. You know, they could be in the form of partnership. It could be in the form of a joint venture. It could be in the form of many things, but just as you're entering into the space, look, I've had partnerships where I'm in LLCs and I'm like, I don't want to be a manager. I just want to be a member. I just mm -hmm. want to know the bottom line. I just want to know where the profits are. Here is the money and you got, and you, you do the work, you know? Yeah. And so just really kind of understanding your strengths and weaknesses as you navigate through it. Because like I said, a lot of people go into it with a lot of myths, a lot of, a lot of false notions that aren't real when it comes to executing a successful business. Right. Absolutely. I mean, even when you talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, partnerships and, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, becoming a partner is so easy. I just have to come to work every day. <laughs> 
you know, and there's so much more to a partnership than that. Absolutely. And I've seen I've seen partnerships end because certain people, you know, showed up with that attitude and was like, well, I did my work. No, you are responsible for the success. Yes. No, we stay until it's finished. There you no, go. it's not. You don't hand off the baton. We finish this this race. We run, you know, we were running this together. And so just really taking on, you know, the responsibility for the success and not leaving that in someone else's hands. So we've done a lot of uh, partnership coaching, shall I say, over the years to try to uh, avoid some of the um, avoid some of the detriment that can occur when you don't, uh, you know, have the, the the clear conversation up front. Right. The the land of the law or lay the law down or however they say it. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> OK, so now let's just get to it right now. You must be busier than a one armed paper hanger. I mean, what kind of emergencies <laughs> are you handling right now? What are some of the questions you're getting? What's going on? Oh my gosh. Um, my husband is looking at so funny because he's he looks at me and he's like, You're on another Zoom. You're on, <laughs> you know what I mean? I so I've been on I've been on Zoom, I've been on GoTo meetings, I've been on Ring Central, I've been on Skypes, I've been on Chimes, Amazon Chime, I've been on I've been on every platform you could imagine. Well, wait, and, whoa, 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 wait. let me ask you a question. So yeah. since you've been on all of those, which do you like the best? <laughs> this one. And you know what? I'll I'll be honest with you. I have, uh, they all have their pros and cons. Probably the, the easiest to navigate through to me is Zoom. It's really the easiest because everybody's just so used to it. So it makes it simple. I'm glad that they upgraded their security features with all those issues they were having with the FBI and people going in and, and, and hacking, uh, taking over, you know, people people's uh, meetings. But I would have to say that it is definitely the easiest. I liked um, Amazon Chime, but a lot of people weren't on it and, and weren't sure how to navigate it. So that, you know, didn't bone well. But you know what? I'll be honest with you. The easiest to date, the absolute easiest to me is Google Hangout and Google Meet. I love that. You know yes. what I mean? Like that yeah. is the, that is my call the girls. Let's hop on real quick. Yes. Here's the links. Click the button. Just because it's just like a Google world. So it just makes it easy Mm -hmm. and you just you know what I mean it's so it's so easy and it's ringing everywhere you can answer it on your phone (laughs) you can answer it on your computer you know yeah it's just I love it so as I'm talking through it I would have to say that you know Google Meet and Google Hangout are are probably the 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 easy they're the winner of the of the easy award okay to uh visual uh you know visual meetings and and digital hangout well I trust your opinion because I know you're doing it all the time so getting getting back (laughs) to the question. So what is happening? Oh, okay. So, well, I, you know, I guess it would have to depend on what day you caught me, but you know, <laughs> def- at first, you know, of course, when the stimulus package came out and, you know, everyone was looking at, you know, kind of figuring out what part of the, you know, f- you know, close to 400, you know, billion dollars they could get. And they were, you know, applying and looking and, and trying to figure out. And, you know, those were a lot of the calls I got. I mean, literally once the stimulus package, 
pack package was approved. I had, you know, about five clients call that night. Uh, I immediately have a client that has six businesses and we were in a, uh, it was like a four hour meeting to navigate the applications, you know, for them because they had some major, uh, you know, rental loss for uh, two of their properties. And so it was just been every day, like, can I, can I, uh, can I apply? Do I qualify? What should I do? Which one works? And the thing is, is that, you know, for a lot of them, I, I try to navigate them to their, you know, CPA. I try to navigate them, you know, to their bank. But at the end of the day, you know, in the language of the over 800 page stimulus package, for me, I took the time to read what was applicable for businesses and just did my best to help enlighten them on what the options were and what to do to be prepared to apply. So I just found myself sitting in that role for a good two weeks, just doing my best to share, help, support, Zoom, conference call. I've got one client that has over 20 gig workers. They have over 20 independent contractors. And so just getting them on a call and trying to get them acclimated to what was possible as a lot of them were going to lose income over the next week. And so just figuring out from the, uh, whether it was the unemployment benefits to the stimulus check to, you know, to the PPP program, uh, even to the, what is it? Yesterday, uh, they finally closed the idle loan portal at the SBA website. So uh, we were just watching as these things were being made available, as it was overwhelming the system, we were getting calls, you know, did they get it? When will we hear from them? Is it true three days? Is it true one week? Like, I don't know. If you know, let me know. When you get it, let me know. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, is that we as professionals, you know, of course, people are going to look to us for answers. But what I've been trying to say to people is, listen, unfortunately, or fortunately, I have never been a part of a pandemic in my lifetime. So I don't have any history to fall back on. The only history that we would have to fall back on would be, let's say, 9-11, 2008, the real estate fallout, and Mm -hmm. or the Great Depression. And And what I say to people is, listen, all of those are vastly different than what we're experiencing right now. And so what I think is happening is, is that no one really knows how to respond at this moment in time. And I think it's kind of like people or, you know, uh, the federal government. It's almost like I feel like they're throwing things at the wall like paint instead of it really, really being a thought out action. I I agree with you because the thing is, is that the repercussion of some of these programs and some of these decisions, like this is the, you know, even with the different, um, uh, you know, different uh, times and different uh, things that we faced as a, as a country and as a world in the past, um, we have never had the government respond this way. So even in the allowance for someone to experience recession or experience uh, economic disaster or or experience, you know what I mean, some type of, of loss and have to have, you know, emergency funding, whether it's SBA, whether it's FEMA, whether it's, I mean, I read an article that people were still waiting for FEMA money, you know, from, you know, from, oh, from, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. And so the thing is, is that when you look at, 
the response, I think the response has been different. And in terms of the effort to really bridge the economy so that the fallout or the impact on uh, unemployment and the impact, you know, across the board won't be as hard. But obviously, that is, uh, that is a tall order to fill. And, and how everybody's responding, we were looking for some really quick turnarounds with with the system that was in place, it would be hard to measure for anyone. You know, and, and so when you look at the SBA and you think about a site being open and that site changed every single day. I mean, when 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 they had the idle loan on there, I mean, literally when I, I, I was with a client, we uploaded it that night. You had to have, you know, you had to have uh, copies of your 1040. You had to have, I mean, just the 4506s. I mean, you had to upload everything. And then the next day it was a little bit less. And then by the fourth day, it was like, give me your name and social and hit submit. You know what I mean? Like wow. it, just had, <laughs> it just had changed. And I saw it change. The crash, had, the, the site had crashed twice for those in LA, even LA, they, they were doing that Angelino card for people that were below poverty line. That that site, I mean, it, it had crashed when they opened it at 8.30 in the morning. So we're looking at things being pushed to their limit and the response is just, I don't, they weren't prepared for the amount and for the response that they were going to get. And people are pushing the system because everyone wants to be in line to get what is promised or get what is just, you know, for them to be able to continue in their business. So I'm do, you know, for us, you know, and I know that you're getting the calls as well. At the end of the day, you know, we want our clients to be safe. We want them to be uh, safe. We want them to be healthy. We want them to be able to uh, thrive or be sustained, you know, through this process. So at the end, at the other side, that they can come out and be able to, uh, you know, do business uh, better and, and grow the way that we all look to grow during this time. So a lot of the calls I've been getting, I mean, some of them have turned into counseling sessions. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, and then I had I had a few I told you so's that I had to uh, you know, pull out of my Uh-oh. pocket. because Not that I told you so's. I had, I, had, I had to pull some of them out of the pocket because some of them, some of them, you know, they, um, you know, they weren't saving, you know, the way that they should in their business. You know, a lot of times when we think about savings and when we think about even emergency funds, we, we think of that personally, you know, mm-hmm. we look at it and we just think like, oh, you know, I've got an emergency, fund. you know, but we don't necessarily, you know, a lot of people run business right at the edge, you know, of their, uh, of their, of their line of, of, of expenses and don't really consider what it means to grow into having a savings. Like how many, you know, how many, uh, you know, how many cycles of payroll do you have in your savings just in case? Right. And so, so you know, how great many- lesson, right? I mean, and the people that were prepared, you know, they're not they're not sweating the movement because they're able to navigate differently. They're able to to project differently. They're able to take care of their people differently. I mean, even if people have to take a cut, they're not having to let them go. And then even having the time uh, for one of my clients, even having the time to to figure out if it was more cost effective to let them go. And, and, and then know that they were going to rehire them after they're able to open back up the doors because on the other side, they were training their people on how to access the, the PUA, the unemployment products that are existing for clients that are going to file for unemployment. So for some of their employees, they actually would make more money going on unemployment the way that it is structured now 
versus mm-hmm. staying employed. So kind of figuring out and navigating. Well, wait, I have a question about that. Do mm-hmm. you know if people are actually receiving their unemployment checks the way that it's set up? Because I've been hearing that people are not. Yeah. So they said that there is a delay now that this is the thing. I know that the state of California signed the agreement uh, to get access to those funds that are supposed to be distributed right through EDD. So that agreement's been signed uh, and California was one of the first states to um, to get that agreement, according to the act, according to what I read. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's supposed to be distributed. And I think that the holdup or the bottleneck in the system is the overwhelm with the age agency receiving the applications, right. verifying the information. So uh, but I, I don't, you don't know. think the same thing's going to happen like that with happened with the SBA where they're going to say we don't have enough funds to be able to give what we said we were going to give because I think it was going to be, you know, more than let's say what their normal uh, unemployment rate would be, correct? Yes, it's supposed to do up. It's supposed to be up to six hundred dollars a week more, mm-hmm. which is quite a which is quite a bit. And not not realizing how many people were going to enter into the system, their hope was to balance it on the other side by by issuing out these PPP loans so that so many people wouldn't end up in that particular queue. So they're trying to deal with it on both sides, um, uh, you know, by by issuing out the products one on the EDD side and then the other with the businesses so that they don't have to let go of their of their employees. And I, I don't know that it's going to meet in the middle. I don't know that it's going to be enough. I, I knew up front with the businesses that they were going to run out of resources uh, before they run out of, uh, you know, bef- in terms of between that and running out of time. And so the question will be, when will, when will businesses open back up and what will it look like for people to be in the street engaging? Yeah. And that's really a part of the big question. I'm, I was on a conference call a few weeks ago, and uh, one of the considerations was that, you know, we've talked about all these different dates, and someone had said that, you know, it might be predicated on the vaccine. And if it's predicated on the vaccine, we might not see, you know, people fully out until 2021. And it was something to consider in terms of some of the planning. And I think those are things that we, um, you know, might not be prepared for uh, in in terms of uh, dealing with it in that way. Oh, wow. So emergencies have been on, you know, I mean, they have been, uh, you know, back to back, just all types of clients, you know, nonprofits, churches, uh, you know, brick and mortars, boutiques, uh, you know, just service businesses that are used to being able to, you know, uh, get new business out in the world, you know, in networking events, or, you know, I mean, or in offices that now have to just really source, you know, how they're going to, uh, you know, create income in different ways. And so we're just, you know, brainstorming, brainstorming with clients and, and getting into discovery about what's possible for them. Wow. That was, that was really good information. And and it, it sounds to me like it's right now, it's going to be a never ending cycle of learning until, you know, this then becomes history. Like we, like I was saying, you know, we don't really have history to go back to and say, oh, you know what, this is what we did. And hopefully, you know, when this is all over, hopefully we'll be prepared better as a world so that we don't have to go through this. But, you know, that's what the history books are made of. So, um, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. 
I was going to say, when you said that, it made me think about, you know, we want to do something different. You know, the thing is, when we when we have history, when we have even even if you don't personally have the experience, but you have people, you know, access to people in your network or your world that have information or wisdom that you can apply. So for some people who got the stimulus check, you want to consider how are you going to spend it? You know, uh, for those of you that get the the PPP loan that that's going to be forgiven for the eight weeks, but you're still still generating money, you know, you're still generating some money, the money that is technically uh, additional, or that is that you're able to leverage or that can buy you time, what are you going to do with it? And just really look at look, look at dealing with it differently. Don't just spend it, don't just absorb it, don't just allow it to go away. For some people that are getting the, uh, the stimulus check, you know what I mean? They're thinking, oh, you know, let me get that thing that I wanted, or let me or, or they've already spent it on Amazon. Amazon or they've already, you know, I mean, just just so many different things. But what are you going to do with any additional surplus opportunity given to you? Well, and yeah, so that's we, why we've always said on gel on past shows that if you don't have a plan, then you plan to fail. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Fail, I mean, that's what they fail to plan, plan to fail. Right. You know, and, and, and that is the, um, that is the truth of it. So definitely have, have designate, designate, uh, an assignment to your resources. Yes. You know, whether it's money or time, some of you are working from home and you found yourself with a bit more time because you've realized that you're getting more done or accomplishing, uh, what you, what, what you need to do. What are you doing with that extra time? Could you be working on your business? Could you be working on yourself? Can you be finishing that? Could you be finishing that book? Could mm-hmm. you be finishing that blog? Could you be finishing that work that you've promised yourself? So just kind of getting into that, that rhythm, you know, getting into that, that flow a, a little bit more Absolutely. will be very helpful for us. Yeah. Well, my last question stems around what you do as a career is helping people start businesses. And would you say that now is a good time to start a business and kind of what's your advice on how to do that? I actually, I think it is the, I, it's so funny, the, the clients that I'm getting that are calling that are like, oh, I've always wanted to start this, or I'm ready to start my nonprofit, or I want to have a conversation about this. I love it. I think that it is the perfect time because there is a, there is a, a, a type of opportunity in the air that is around, you know, people getting clear on their business plan, getting clear on their story brand, getting clear on their, um, uh, you know, on the things that they want to present to the world as their business. I think that people are, are realizing that, hey, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? You know, you could create something where uh, it could be completed by the time we get out on the other side and you're ready to receive money. I mean, it's just an amazing uh, time to navigate what it means to start. And the agency, certain agencies are close to the public, but uh, the Secretary of State is still open. They're still processing. So the the processing times are a little slower, but these agencies are still doing the work of what it means to, uh, you know, to file and certify and get things started. And so it's a great time. We're seeing a a realm of people that are excited about investing and getting into the work of the things that they've always wanted to do. And now they've been presented with a little bit more uh, time and, and ability to, to, you know, focus more effort on the things that they've wanted. So I think it's a perfect time 
to start something uh, that that uh, you know that that you've always wanted to to do for for business. And if someone wanted to do that, could you give them your uh, contact information? Absolutely. If you are ready to start, please go to execonthego.com. That is our website, E-X-E-C on the go.com. And you can uh, schedule a free consultation so that we can get into uh, discovery and unpack some options for you and talk about uh, what it looks like for you to start. There's no obligation. You just got to click the button to schedule a call. Uh, We do have a, a free download on uh, some business basics that you might want to get that's also on our site. But however you connect, uh, just be sure that, you know, you're ready to have the conversation. You know, it's about you and your business and being empowered and and just having a safe space to talk that through. So you can find me at execonthego.com. You can uh, find us executive on the go on, uh, we've got a page on uh, Facebook. We're also on LinkedIn. So however you want to connect, we're here to respond and excited to do so. Awesome. Well, you heard it here first. And thank you so much for being on the show, Angel. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, to collaborate with you. I just love working with you. And I know that you out there in the land of podcast land will love working with her and her team as well. Thank you so much for coming to the show. You're listening to Your Credit Today, and we're out. 